Matthew. Huh? Oh, sorry. It's okay. I just need you to listen to me. I know that a lot of times, Mom, it might not seem like I'm listening to you, but I am. I hear you. And what you say really does matter to me. I mean, let's be honest. No kid likes rules, but I get why we have them. I hear you, and I know it's because you care. All the talks we've had over the years, including what you've told me about not using alcohol and other drugs, they stick with me. And believe it or not, they really do make a difference, especially at times that matter most. Hey, want a drink? No thanks, I'm good. So thank you, Dad, for talking and preparing me for what's ahead. Thanks, Mom, for never giving up and always being my biggest fan. Thank you for letting me know what you expect so I can try to meet your expectations. Thank you for talking. For more information about talking with your kids about underage use of alcohol and other drugs, visit underagedrinking.samhsa.gov. Live from San Francisco on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network, you are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with your hosts, Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi. Let's get it on. How's it going, everybody? Brian Alvarez here on Wrestling Observer Live. We are here every day, Monday through Friday, New Pacific, 3 Eastern, Sunday, 3 Pacific, 6 Eastern. Well, it is, what is today? Thursday? It's Thursday on the show. You know what that means. It means everybody's got to be mad about something, which, of course, is nothing new for uh, this program here. So we got a lot to talk about here on the program today. Last night was AW Blood and Guts. What did you think about the show? I heard a lot of feedback today. We're going to get your thoughts. 425-780-7566 is the phone number. That is 425-780-7566. We're going to get into everything from the show last night. Mike Sempervivi is going to join us. And, of course, the main topic of conversation, I'm sure at least at the beginning, is everybody getting their anger out of the way about that crash pad that Chris Jericho fell on during the main event of the show last night. So we'll talk about that, plus the rest of the show. And they've built up a big show for next week as well, so we got a lot to talk about there. And I was not here on the program yesterday, so I presume that uh, Mike Sempervivi talked about the Daniel Bryan contract situation. His uh, WWE contract has expired, and the question is, where is Daniel Bryan going to go next? Is he going to re-sign with WWE? Go to AEW, New Japan? Maybe we'll see him on New Japan Strong against Filthy Tom Lawler for the NJPW Strong Openweight title. I guess we will find out. But yes, his contract expired right after that match with Roman Reigns on Friday night. So we can talk about that here on the program as well as the update on New Japan. Two wrestlers tested positive for COVID-19. Six wrestlers were removed from the Dantaku show the other night and ended up with two of them testing positive for COVID. The rest are uh, isolating as a result of that, but we can talk about that and so much more. So stick around, everybody. Back in a moment with more Wrestling Observer Live. So. 
How can I promote my new curbside pickup service? It's possible with Staples Connect. I need custom floor decals that'll get noticed, not just walked on. Also possible, Staples Connect can help your business grow with custom printed sales and marketing materials. And now get 15% off signs, posters, and decals when you spend $75 or more. Explore what's new at your local Staples store or staplesconnect.com. Staples Connect, the working and learning store. Ends 529. Visit staples.com slash signage for details. If your loved one has passed away due to COVID-19, pay close attention to this message. You could be entitled to a death benefit of over $300,000. The U.S. government has set up a fund to pay families relief if they've lost a loved one due to COVID-19. We know this is a hard time for you, and this fund has been set up by the federal government to help ease your pain. The compensation includes a death benefit and lost wages benefit. Time is limited, so we urge you to make a free phone call right now. There's no cost to you for this claim. All legal fees are only covered once you receive your money. So if you've lost a loved one due to COVID-19, call the legal helpline right now to find out if you qualify for a cash award. Here's our number. 800-918-4086. 800-918-4086. That's 800-918-4086. Paid for by the IPG Law Group. Okay, we are running a car drive right now to help veterans all across America. So if you have an old car, truck, or van, even a motorcycle or an RV sitting around, you can right now give it away and help the vets. They really need your help. And your car will help support the vets and their families. And guess what? You even get a tax donation. Plus, we'll even come and pick up your car for free. And all you've got to do is pick up your phone right now and make a free call. Now is the perfect time. Time to do something good for the vets. Give back to the vets right now for all they've done for this country. And your old car can really help them. So call the Veterans Car Donation Program right now for free pickup of your vehicle. Help the vets and help your taxes at the same time. Call right now. 800-215-6812. 800-215-6812. That's 800-215-6812. Having your own home is awesome, but it's also a lot of work. The good news? Finding help for your projects is easier than ever. Introducing Angie, the app that puts all your home care needs at your fingertips. Need a pro to fix that emergency leak? Maybe find someone to build a deck or even set your seasonal tasks on autopilot. Angie can handle all that and more. Expert pros, hundreds of home projects, clear pricing, and the easiest way to book and pay in seconds. This is Angie, your home for everything home. Download the app today. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. I'm Mike Sempervivi, also WrestlingObserver.com. we got a lot to get into here today on the program, not the least of which is last night's AEW Blood and Guts. If you did not see the show, let me tell you what happened there in the main event. They did a War Games match. And uh, it ended with Chris Jericho and MJF climbing up there on top of the cage. How they got there, I'm not entirely sure because it happened during a commercial break. That's another matter entirely. So they end up on top of the cage. And MJF and Jericho are brawling. They're trying to submit each other because it is submit or surrender at this point during the match. And neither can submit the other. 
And finally, MJF pulls out the diamond, diamond, dynamite, diamond ring or whatever it's called. And he puts it on his hand and he punches Chris Jericho. And Jericho's bleeding all over the place and MJF drags him over to the side of the cage. Now, if I do have one major complaint, it is that Excalibur should never have said that they were over concrete because they absolutely were not over concrete. And that actually made the bump through the stage worse because it was very clear it was not concrete. But anyway, I get ahead of myself. So MGF threatens that he's going to throw Chris Jericho over the edge to his doom. And he yells down to the baby faces, if you don't surrender, I am going to kill Chris Jericho. I'm going to throw him off the side of this cage. So the baby faces are all in a panic and everything like that. And they look up and they don't know what to do. And finally... Sammy Guevara surrenders. He says, all right, all right, we give up, we surrender. Do not kill Chris Jericho. So the match ends, and the pinnacle has won blood and guts via surrender. So the match appears to be over, but then this MJF is such a despicable, horrible person, worse even than Don Callis, that he throws Jericho off the side of the cage anyway, and Jericho goes crashing through the through the stage below he's done and that's the end of the show mgf celebrates he's covered in blood they've killed chris and then so and this that and the other thing so here's my takeaway from this actually before i give my takeaway mike do you have any comments on this match and the finish i want to hear what you've got to say about this as far I, I thought the match itself was great, and we'll get into that. Um, I'm sure everybody wants to hear nitpicks that aren't nitpicks. I don't believe. Biggest thing for me, the the biggest negative was, of course, the fall off of the cage. I mean, when you hype up that he's going to fall on concrete, nobody wanted him to fall on concrete. There seems to be this immediately knee jerk response to anybody that thought it looked hokey or thought it looked lesser than compared to the rest of the match that you know hey what did you want him to do fall on concrete no but that didn't have to look so hokey or bad and hopefully they learn from that because it did look hokey and bad the catch is nothing that happened with jericho falling affects should in my opinion affect anything about the match which was fantastic i thought it was paced great i thought ftr and Spears, and uh, uh, Proud and Powerful, and Sammy Guevara. I mean, they were the MVPs of that match. Sammy was arguably the MVP of the entire night. It was fantastic. Two things can be true. The visual of that looked awful, but the match itself was tremendous, and it moves everything forward, and I thought it was a great way to end things because no matter what you want to say about the inner circle, no matter what you want to say about Sammy, they are a family. They are a group of guys that, that that are together. And would somebody have done that for MJF in the same way that Sammy did that for Jericho? Maybe they would have. But, of course, the story they want to tell is that's how tight these guys are. And I thought that accomplished its role very well. I think there are some other picking of nits uh, throughout the match that you could point to if you really wanted to. But the overall feel of that match, the way the crowd was throughout the entire thing, 
to me, as hokey as it was, as terrible as it looked, as goofy as it was, and as un it wasn't needed to basically at the end of the day that that visual wasn't needed, but especially Jericho hitting, you want to throw him off. That's fine. There are ways to film it where it didn't come off looking so bad at the end. But regardless of that, the match itself was awesome. The entire night I thought actually was, was pretty damn awesome because I thought the first hour was damn good as well, too. All the focus is going to go to war games, but again, two things can be too true. The match I thought was great. All right, here's my here's my my thoughts that I've got to get off right here. Uh, I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this because listen, if you don't like it and you're crying about it, just stop watching the show. What it what irritated me about this was people that went off and they said, "Oh my God, if WWE would have had such an obvious crash pad, you would have complained about it." Bro, listen, you know how many times WWE's used a crash pad? I mean, you can go back to the Monday Night Wars when Shane used to fall off stuff and go through crash pads, bro. Find one time, there's a million examples where I ever complained about somebody falling and landing on a crash pad. It happens all the time. If you want to say that they could have shot it better, that's great. Fine. If you want to say that, it's that's true. fine. Whatever you want to say about, well, they could have made it look a little better or whatever. I have people going, well, you know, if, if you can't make it look good, you shouldn't do it. It's like, bro, if that's the rule... I can rattle off a list of matches and promos and angles and a million different things that shouldn't be done if, you're, if your requirement is, if you can't make it look good, don't do it. They had an idea for the finish, and they did what they could to keep Chris Jericho safe. I say the same thing about Shane McMahon. I say the same thing about anybody that takes a crazy bump. I don't want to see anybody get hurt. So this, yeah, but, yeah, dude, just go watch another show and go listen to another show because nobody ever complains when WWE does it. If anything, I'm glad WWE puts a crash pad under the announce table to protect Shane McMahon. By the way, just a, a note here. It wasn't even a crash pad. You know what Chris Jericho fell on last night? They put a bunch of cardboard boxes and they covered it with a ramp cardboard boxes bro if i'm on top of a cage and you tell me that i gotta bump off and go through like one of those big porta pits from gymnastics i'd do it in a heartbeat you tell me i'm gonna fall off that cage and land on cardboard boxes dude i ain't doing it so the guy's actually pretty ballsy for falling off on the cardboard boxes now if you think that they shot it poorly if you think they shouldn't have had the camera where they had the camera if you think they should have had a wide shot that's great but I had people last night going, you know what they should have done? They shouldn't even have shown him landing. I'm like, dude, if you would have fallen off that cage and you wouldn't even have showed him landing, you know how much people would have complained about it today? People saying, oh, it was as big a dud as when the bomb didn't go off. Listen, if you didn't like it, just don't watch Dynamite anymore. They did what they could. Maybe they could have shot the landing better, but they had an idea and they tried to keep the guy safe. They did the same thing they do for all other stunt work in movies where the guy fell on cardboard boxes. Was it perfect? No. Was it as bad as when the bomb didn't go off? Dude, now you're being crazy. Didn't go off? That was a dud, and it was a disaster. This was nothing like that. You I can't agree please with everybody. you. 
It was not a dud or a disaster. That's silly. But with that said, you can't go, well, they use it in movies. They also don't show the, the, again, yes, they, yes, you can argue they could have shot it better. That is unquestioned. There, there's a way they could have went about it where the visual, I'm sure they would change that again. But you can't fault anybody for pointing that out. Now, should it ruin their night? No, but I'm not inside anybody's head. And like I mentioned, there's a lot of people who are on the AEW side of the ledger just point out nothing can be, nothing's good enough when it comes to AEW and this type of nonsense. It's like, no, again, two things can be true. The match was great, but that looked like crap, okay? Not everything AEW does is perfect. So there are people on the other side of that ledger, Brian, who are just as annoying, who are just as bad, who are just as completely ridiculous about all this stuff as the, as the same old WWE apologist. It's silly. Back in a moment with more Observer Live. even recognize myself anymore i'm really worried about him his addiction i haven't seen him like this ever hey look i, I never wanted to start using I, I knew the drill but i was out of options i, I just want to tell him it's not your fault there are people out there who can help people who have felt your pain they know what you're going through this has to stop I, i'm losing everything Everyone. You've been strong your whole life. You can do this, but you have to reach out for help. It's time. I can do this. Addiction is a disease, and diseases need treatment. Call Quit Drugs 321 now at 800-338-6906. 800-338-6906. That's 800-338-6906. Paid for by the Detox and Treatment Helpline. Are you 60-plus and love to travel? Introducing the Senior Travel Discount Network, brought to you by Low-Cost Airlines. Call us anytime, day or night, and save up to 75% on your airline and hotel reservations. We can help you save a ton of money to fly almost anywhere. We have inside discounts on over 500 airlines and 500,000 hotels worldwide. And when you call and mention the discount code 60PLUS, we'll give you an extra free night with your qualified air and hotel reservation. Now you can get the best prices on air and hotel reservations with your phone. We make it easy and fast for you to save money and book a trip. Remember, call the Senior Travel Discount Network. Mention the discount code 60 plus for your free hotel night with your qualified reservation. Call now. 800-493-6118. 800-493-6118. That's 800-493-6118. My doctor prescribed me Viagra. It wasn't covered by my insurance, so it was costing me like $65 a pill. That's expensive. Over 20 million guys like us use Viagra. Over a certain age, we just need it. I found a way to pay less than $3 a pill and get virtually the same effect of the $65 pill. I heard an ad just like this on the radio called, and for $99, I got 40 generic versions of the $65 pill. Say 
save yourself money and call right now and get over 40 pills for $99. There's no embarrassment here to use Viagra. If we're over 50, we need it, but not at high prices. Call now with your credit card and get the 40 pill special for just That's 800-399-3691. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. I'm Mike Sempervivi, also WrestlingObserver.com. If all goes well, God only knows, we're going to have Jim Valley joining us on the show today. Jim Valley was at Blood and Guts last night, and he's going to tell you what the fans thought of the main event live. So a few people here on this chat, like, you may want to get out of here. You're going to be really mad, and you're going to type stupid things. So, <laughs> about what? To tell you. About the fans' reaction? There is no disputing the fans' reaction unless Jim comes on here and says everybody was sitting on their hands. They canned the entire crowd, and, and di- no way. You know, that crowd was into it the whole time, and one of the big reasons is the pacing of that match. And I have one nit to pick. And hopefully that's going to be it because there was a lot on that show, not only in Blood and Guts, that was really, really good. But a lot of people are complaining about that production gaffe. One of the worst ones, or a worse one in some ways, was Sammy getting brained in the head with a chair. Because we talk about this with WWE all the time, too many edits. And they don't have that problem in AEW, but sometimes the timing of those makes things look worse, and Sammy got hit in the head with a chair. They do a cut that basically, for all intents and purposes, misses the shot, and that's one where, look, if somebody is willing to be crazy enough to eat a chair into the head, you know, at least don't cut around and do the WWE type of thing where you miss, you know, the the impact of it. You miss what you're doing it for. And I thought in some ways that was actually worse than the end, because as you mentioned, you don't know how that thing, you know, I'm sure they practice it. I'm sure they, they made it look as good as they could, but obviously it wasn't optimal. Some of the problems they have with production, you know, that way missing shots and missing things that is actually in some ways worse. Now, again, that's, I I don't know how much more negative I, I can be about the show. There was again, so much good about it that, Hopefully we can get into that, and hopefully that is the focus of most of the chat and most of the responses that we get today. Oh, let's read some of these responses. I got a good one here. Brian, quit defending them. They messed up, and now they have to answer for it. What, do you want them to call your house? How are they going to answer? What do they have to answer for? Anybody? Answer for that's this is a little dramatic, isn't it? This now is the problem. Everything's got to be both sides. Everybody's got to hold on to both sides, and it's just completely ridiculous. I know that's fandom for you, and it's like you know most intense level. And and God knows with how the country is, and with social media and everything else, everybody can just pick their sides and flow, cra- you know, throw crap back at each other. But that's just silly. I think you know, they got to answer for it, uh... as if you know. They're going to have to get those uh, Triller attorneys. Uh, a they congressional will sure. hearing. Yes, uh, the fans need AEW to answer for what they did last night with those boxes. 
This person here says, the problem with these fickle wrestling fans is WWE does horrible stuff all the time. No one bats an eye, but when AEW was, does one thing that's subpar, it is suddenly the worst thing that has ever happened in the history Why would you even read that? Why would you even read that? Why would you start an email to this show by saying you never point out with WWE? Nobody ever does that. Shut up. Stop it. Stop it. I have less of an issue with Jericho's fall than with the producer keeping Jericho on camera while he obviously pulled his blade out of his wrist tape. Well, that's got a lot of of good ones here today. I'm just reading them all one by one. Jericho should have crashed through the stage just like Moxley and Brody did at Double or Nothing 2020. Jericho crashing onto the stage was an issue. He didn't go through the stage. Wait, you mean he should have gone farther down? I don't know what people want. Stupid. Don't care about using the crash pad, this person says. Concrete stage? Well, they shouldn't have said that. Too much time after the bump before the show ends and Jericho taking forever climbing, waiting for the cue from Aubrey. This person here Ew. says, Dynamite trended on Twitter in the United States from 7 p.m. to 5 a.m. Eastern. That is the longest that Dynamite was trending in the States since I started keeping track, which was May 6, 2020. This episode topped the Brody Lee tribute show by one hour. What do you guys think the show's going to do? I'm not yeah, sure I, it's going to hit 1.5 million, but I think it's easily going to hit 1.2, 1.3. That's my thought. I, I've been wrong before, but hey, you know, I just in, watched the violence and the blood. And uh, one thing that people need to keep in mind about these ratings is the longer the match, the better the audience does, traditionally, on every single wrestling program. So the fact that this show, they started this match at, what, 15 after the top of the hour? Uh, 25 after the top? Well, how long did this match go? Uh, Anybody know? The the point is it went a long time. So they had plenty of time to build an audience over over the uh, last hour of this show. So I would be very surprised. If this show does not do 1.2 million. Hey, Lupin the 13th. Hold on. They keep taking shots here. AEW fans aren't spamming Twitter with hundreds of gifts of obvious crash pad spots and say WWE needs to answer this, but they do for AEW. So yes, Sam, you are being dumb. No, you're being dumb because your timeline sucks and maybe you ought to use the block and mute feature more. That, that's just silly. That Only is absolutely use silly. Block and mute. You know, AEW fans, the most hardcore, the ones, you know, they're just like the WWE fans that do that same thing. It's just you as a fan just being territorial and being tribal and being dumb, period. At the end of the day, that's what it is, okay? Just because your show gets criticized for something that maybe it should be criticized for or other people have opinions about the show that don't share yours doesn't mean... Okay, that everything is perfect in your world and those people are just coming down on you and, oh, they're making you feel bad. It's just silly. This is just dumb. These are dumb arguments that people are making. It's okay to point out things that went wrong and things that are great. Okay, and if you want to focus on the negative or focus on other people focusing on the negative all the time for the product you love so much, you know what? The problem is you just go to social media and close that window that's open and close that door that's open. And don't listen to Brian because it's not being a coward to block or mute somebody. It's being smart because you don't want to listen to their nonsense. Let's see what else we got here. With AEW pushing that they live up to stipulations, can we please get a cage match where the competitors don't escape and where nobody breaks in? I feel like it's WWE-level booking when they escaped last night. Did they promise that nobody was going to get out of the cage? 
You're welcome to go back and find when they promised that nobody was going to get out of the cage. Obviously, in a cage match, nobody should get out of the cage. But do you guys know what a stipulation is? Yeah, obviously they should have. By having a roof on the cage, everybody should have stayed in the cage, okay? I'm not disputing that. But, like, nobody promised. There's no... Whatever. This stupid. By the way... Infuriating. I just... Because hopefully if we get Jim on... That shouldn't be, you know, swept under the rug for what they did for him last night. And what they've done for a lot of other people is uh, we'll as well, We'll talk about too, him so. in a moment. We'll talk about right. him in a moment. I like blood and guts, this person says. Didn't think it was amazing, just okay. I'm fine with the crash pad. I'm not fine with the camera angle immediately showing me that the metal floorboards were actually not metal. <laughs> it, was, it looked cheap. It looked hokey. It's okay to say, guys. It's okay to say. And guess what? It, just like with WWE... Some of that is going to be, actually a lot of it's going to be forgotten over time because when you see the video, that's when they're not going to show Chris Jericho landing. They're going to show him flying through the air. They're going to show Max, you know, baiting Sammy and then still pushing him off later. You know, as far as history goes, as far as how that thing is going to be immortalized, it's going to be immortalized with Jericho doing that nasty plunge, and they're not going to focus on the fact that the cardboard metal uh, that they had and everything looked that bad. So, you know, again, this is unfortunate that the of everything that took place last night, it's unfortunate that that is going to be the end. But, you know, again, those are the breaks, though, unfortunately, much like uh, the, the Moxley omega match with the explosions it it just unfortunately i guess that's just going to be what people take away from it and everything else on there it gets forgotten about and that's too bad you know i gotta i gotta say one thing about the the finish and the escaping the cage and everything like that when i imagined this match what i wanted and listen dave thinks that these these uh war games matches are better without the roof i disagree i want the roof on okay same here he, he wants to see the high spots and everything like that and like, to That's me, neat. War Games is not about high spots. It's about dudes killing each other. Yes. And if if I if it's my match, and I have to preface this by saying something. If it's my match, they don't escape the cage. They don't come off the cage. They have a violent battle, and the finish is in the middle of the War Games cage. Okay? However, if it's my match, I also didn't do this match on May 5th. I do this match at the end. Hallelujah. Okay? Now, they decided to do this match at the beginning, all right? So, if you're doing this match at the beginning, you don't really want the pinnacle to lose the match clean in the middle of the cage. You don't want the inner circle to lose clean in the middle of the cage because the idea is this is happening at the beginning and you've got to go on from here, okay? So, knowing that this is at the beginning of the feud... At least of it's not the beginning of MGF and Jericho, but it's the beginning of MGF versus Pinnacle because Pinnacle just started. Knowing that you've got to go on from here, you've got to do something to keep this thing going. And what they did for the finish, I thought, was very clever to keep this thing going. Yes, do I like it when you book a cage match or a war games and the guys get out of the cage? No. But you know what? Sometimes you've got to do something to keep the feud going. And what they did was a way to have the Pinnacle win, because the Pinnacle should have won if this is the beginning of this thing. You have a way to get uh, MGF over as a despicable human being because he lied. He got them to surrender so he wouldn't throw the guy off the cage. And they threw him off the cage anyway. Everything they did was a great thing to do to keep this story going. 
Would I have liked it to be done differently? Yes, but I also wouldn't have liked the match to go on when it did. I would have liked it to go on at the end of the feud in, in the fall or whatever. But that's what they did. Back in a moment with Jim Valley, Wrestling Observer Live. If you owe the IRS back taxes, don't worry. There's a bright side. The experts at brightsidetaxrelief.com will protect you from having your wages garnished, money deducted from your bank account, and your home or business seized. Brightsidetaxrelief.com will fight the IRS and negotiate to reduce or eliminate the amount you owe. Visit brightsidetaxrelief.com or call 800-730-4313. That's 800-730-4313. The consultation is free. Go to brightsidetaxrelief.com now. Me, 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 but also you. <laughs> the Pharaoh fast-forwards his favorite foreign film, Powder Donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. Oh, man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm going to need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The Name Your Price tool, only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose Coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Come on, you watch the news. Be prepared to pay more taxes. Then if you owe back taxes or haven't filed in a few years, get ready. The IRS, the largest collection agency in the world, will be coming after you. With the power to collect taxes by any means they want to. Hey, they can freeze your bank account, your passport, even padlock your business. Oh, good times. Look, if the IRS claims you owe them 5000 or more in back taxes and they're coming after you, don't panic. Call my friends at Get a Tax Lawyer first. Their job is to negotiate with the IRS and save you money. They're experts at it. That's all they do. And you can trust them. In some cases, they have reduced a $50,000 tax bill to less than 1000 If you owe the IRS 5000 or more in back taxes, call now for a free consultation. Call 800-732-9635. 800-732-9635. That's 800-732-9635. I'm Ron Barr. All my life I've been active, playing tennis, pickup basketball, cycling, and swimming. But let me tell you, as I've gotten older, my body now tells me when enough is enough, and I've done too much. Did you know 100 million Americans suffer from ongoing pain due to aging, exercise, overexertion, and the effects of everyday living? I want to recommend Relief Factor to you. Relief Factor can help all those body parts that are hurting, sore, such as neck and shoulder, back, hip, or knee, or just general muscle aches and pains. Here's what I recommend. Go to relieffactor.com to find out more. And Relief Factor has something special for the Sports Byline USA Network listeners. You can get their three-week quick start program for just $19.95. That's only 95 cents a day. So give them a call at 800-500-8384. That's 800-500-8384. Or check it out at relieffactor.com. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sempervivi, also WrestlingObserver.com. we got a very special guest we're going to go here in just a moment. But i got to read one thing right here. 
Nearly every week, this person says, I watch AEW and afterwards I think, that was pretty great. And then the second I log online, I'm swarmed by people who are just dying to tell me how wrong I am and that it is all terrible. I can't think of any other time in my life where there was such a disconnect with any type of show or movie or whatever. Are people just that afraid of something different? My friend, the reality is that this type of behavior and belief has been going on forever, but we now have Twitter. If there had been Twitter to the degree that we have Twitter in 1996, 1997, 1998, it would have been 10 times worse than it is today. But in fact, there was no Twitter. And so if you didn't like WWF, you just watched WCW and you woke up the next day and you went on with your life. And if you didn't watch WCW, you watched WWF and then the next day you woke up and you went on with your life. But now everybody needs to go on Twitter uh, behind whatever name they've got or blah, 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 without without fear of being doxxed. You're just some some random, unnamed, faceless person, and you just get to spout off about everything that you hate and how everybody is wrong if they don't think the way that you do. That's the problem, buddy. It's not something new. It's just that there is now a way for everybody to get their stupid ideas out to the rest of the world, and it's called social media. Now, a man without stupid ideas is Jim Valley, who is joining us here and was there last night at Blood and Guts. Jim, how you doing today? I'm great, man. Thanks for having me on. So what did you think of the show last night? I love the show. From You know, sitting in the crowd... We were like in the, like on the left-hand side, like if you look at the cage, we were kind of like by the left corner, maybe seven rows back or something. So we had a great view of the screen and the blood and guts cage. And, you know, I guess a lot of people from some camera angle, the, the Jericho fall didn't come off that great. From where I was sitting, it came off great. I mean, but, you know, I didn't have the camera angle. So, you know, I'm not dissing on anybody if, if it didn't work on TV, I haven't, I haven't seen it on TV yet. So what was the, as, as, as Dave mentioned last night, the way that the show worked was they sold tickets and uh, I guess they advertised it was a one-match show. I knew it was a one-match show because I heard that from Dave. Yeah. Dave said they'd advertise it multiple times. I don't remember hearing that multiple times, but I'll take his word for it. Maybe, maybe some of you know otherwise, but they, they announced one-match show, Blood and Guts. And when the show started, Tony Khan came out and he said, listen, there's going to be one live match. We're going to show an hour of matches that were already taped. We want you to yell and scream and cheer because your live audio will be the audio on the TV show. And if you're not happy that you're only getting one match tonight, head up to the front right now and you can get a refund. They gave five refunds. Five people weren't happy with one match. And the rest of the people stayed and they yelled and cheered and whatever. What was your experience being there live how did the fans react to the tape matches, and how did the fans react to the main event? It was a super hot crowd. I think everybody was happy to be there. You know, it was our biggest crowd, I guess, so far. At least that's what Tony said, I think. And so somebody told me that. I don't remember who, but anyway, um, you know, I think people were just excited to have a big crowd and to be there. I mean, it was, a lot, it was the first show for a lot of people since the pandemic. And so, no, it was a hot crowd for, for everything. They, they cheered the TV matches like they were live. And then for the, 
for the uh, Blood and Guts match, everybody went crazy. I mean, it was it was a fun match. I really enjoyed it as far as, you know, we're talking about it. It's like, God bless WWE, but, you know, there's a pattern as far as the way WWE matches go. And that is successful for them, and that's great. But it's nice to have some creativity where people are just automatons. And I think that's what we saw. And it's like, because of that, yeah, we did see some slowdowns. There were some slow spots and some spots where people seem to be kind of remembering what was supposed to happen or figuring it out and something like that there was some communication with the refs and some stuff like that that we saw. But I thought it was a fun match, and I loved it. I mean, we got a tour backstage before the show, so we saw the, the platform. So, you know, you can kind of tell that that was going to happen. But, you know, obviously it was a very safe fall, and that's great. But never in my wildest dreams would I have imagined that Jericho at 50 was the guy that was going to take the bump. I would have guessed one of the younger guys, like Santana or Ortiz or something. I was stunned by that. So, I mean, that was kind of shocking and kind of cool. You know, the thing about the match that, uh, I mean, it should be patently obvious because we talk about it every time somebody screws up war games is, there's one way to book a war games. I mean, people try to do it a different way because I think they yeah. figure that, oh, everyone's seen it a million times or whatever. Even Jericho, when he was on our show, said, well, I, uh, I didn't want to do a coin flip because we've seen a coin flip a million times. I mean, yeah, we have. And, like, the heels always win, but there's a reason for that. And, and that is, if you do war games and you book it right where the heels have the advantage, and so it starts one-on-one, and then a heel comes in, and so it's two-on-one advantage heels. Then a babyface shows up to run wild. Then another heel comes in for the beatdown. Then another babyface makes the same. It works every single time. And I'm watching the match last night, and I think it was uh, Ortiz was, was in first after there'd been a two-on-one beatdown, and Ortiz goes in to make the save. Dude, these fans went crazy for Ortiz when he got in that oh, ring. And he runs wild, yeah, and they're going crazy. I'm just sitting here thinking, it's so easy to do war games. Why does everybody screw it up all the time? You know, it's like watching like a Star Wars movie or something. Yeah, there's a formula, but people want that formula. You know, people went crazy for um, Jake Hager when he went in and doing power moves. And then when he was going to face off with Wardlow, two big guys, the crowd loved it. I mean, they wanted to see the two powerhouses go at it. But, I mean, the fire for Jake Hager, they loved that. They loved – I mean, the crowd loved everything as far as, as, far as I could tell. So what, how did the rest of the show work out in terms of, of fans watching on the big screen? And, I mean, so it the, sounded on television matches, like it was a hot crowd, and apparently there was no crowd sweeping. So, so take us through that. Yeah, no, the crowd was ready to go, man. Um, so the, the matches were taped, but the interviews, those were live. Like you could look up in the corner of Daly's Place and see Scorpio Sky cutting a promo, and then see Darby Allen jump in. That happened live. Kenny Omega and Orange Cassidy happened live. So the interviews and the promos, those were all live. 
and half of the dailies plays. But the matches, those were all taped. But, you know, it was fun. I mean, I, the five people, I think they missed out. I mean, if you don't know the outcome of the matches, it wasn't that big a deal. It was actually fun. I think the crowd loved it. So tell us a little bit about what it was like being able to go to your first wrestling show since the pandemic started. And obviously also the first wrestling show since you almost died for, what is it, the the third time? Five times. Five time, five time, five time. I'm the king of recovery, baby. Well, we know you're the king of recovery, (laughs) that's for sure. So, so, um, you know, the Daily Place is a really good place to watch wrestling. If it was in the round, it'd be perfect. I mean, there's not a bad seat in the house. It's warm. It's great. I really, I really like Daly's place. Um, so we show up and we get hooked up and we go backstage and I'm to save energy. I've got a wheelchair. So everybody's like coming up to me like I'm Connor the Crusher or something. I'm pretty sure I look pretty pathetic, but everyone was so nice. Everyone came up and said, said hi. I mean, I didn't expect to, to say hi or meet anybody, but I mean, Dustin Rhodes said hi, Nikki Guerrero said hi, I mean, everybody said hi, and I got to go and go meet Tony Khan in person, I met him, he was super nice, Cody was really nice, he gave me a, a satin jacket with American Nightmare on the back, it looks like the side of a 70s van, it's, it's amazing, it's, it's America through and through, and I, I love it, and then we got to talk to Jericho briefly, thank him for donating to my GoFundMe. It was just really nice because I was so appreciative. And got to see Tony Schiavone, who I kind of know from doing the uh, NWA Fan Fest from years ago. And, you know, he was, Conrad Thompson was in the crowd when I did the interview with him. And that kind of gave him the idea for Tony's podcast. So I always joke with Tony. Any jokes back that I helped kickstart his career, which is, it's just a joke. I'm really, I'm just super happy for the guy because he's the nicest guy in the world. So I got some pictures with him and everyone just, like I said, could, could not have been nicer. It took time. I mean, I didn't expect that at all. So that was very, very nice that AW did that. And then Justin Roberts mentioned me to the crowd and I got like a bunch of applause. So, that was crazy. It was really nice. Now, Jim, you have uh, posted a lot of pictures on social media of your rehab yeah. and, and various people that uh, have posed with your, your shirt. And uh, yeah. I was uh, told by somebody last night that had seen you. They said Jim Valley was in a wheelchair. And I was like, a wheelchair? Yeah. And you explained here that it helps to conserve your energy. I didn't even know you were using a wheelchair because I'd never seen one in any of your pictures. So obviously you you I mean you don't need it you need it obviously to get around for long periods of time but how is your rehab going and how long do you think it'll be before you can toss that wheelchair? I don't know obviously until I toss the wheelchair but I'm walking.
At 28, I had struggled with opiate and meth addiction for 12 years. I did and said things that the sober me never would have done. One day I realized I was not invincible. I was not exempt. And that's when a friend told me about elite rehab placement. They gave me the tools I needed to get sober, and all it took was the one phone call. Elite Rehab can help you start to break your addiction problem and get sober in as little as seven days. And we'll work with your insurance provider to help cover the costs. Plus, we have travel assistance programs to get you here by plane or train. Make this free call right now to learn more. 800-403-5912. That's 800-403-5912. You love your dog. Is something bothering him or her and you can't figure out what it is? Maybe they seem slow or lethargic, and maybe they just don't have energy. Wouldn't you like your dog to be living their very best life? PetJoy offers a money-back guarantee on all of its products. If your dog won't eat it or you don't see the results you want, just let us know and we'll make it right. Totally risk-free. What do you have to lose? You can't buy PetJoy multivitamins in a store. The only way you can get them is through this unique radio offer. And if you call right now, learn how to get two bottles free with your order. Turn your dog's life around and make him or her a happy camper. Ain't that right, boy? He said call PetJoy right now. 800-846-2153. 800-846-2153. 800-846-2153. That's 800-846-2153. Do you need to sell your home? If you've sold a home before, you remember how stressful and expensive it was. Sold.com is here to help you sell your home for the most money and with the least amount of stress. There are new ways to sell your home that you've never heard of before. Did you know there are companies who will offer you cash for your home? Did you know you could trade in your home for a new one? Did you know there are realtors who will sell your home for a flat fee instead of an expensive commission? It's true. Sold.com services are free. So if you're looking to sell, make this free phone call right now and learn how your next home sale can be faster and easier than you ever thought possible. Pick up your cell phone and call right now. 800-449-1759-800-449-1759-800-449-1759. Again, that's 800-449-1759. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live, Mike Sempervivi and Jim Valley joining us here today. And Jim, one quick question before we got to wrap it up. End of the month, we got another AEW pay-per-view coming up, Daily's Place, and they will have full capacity for this show. 5,000 people in the building. And have you discussed whether you're going to be going to this show? I know you and your wife do a lot of traveling. No, I haven't thought about it, actually, to be honest. I mean, last night was so fun and so special because everyone was just so nice. I haven't given it any thought, you know. You never know. I mean, I'll tell you this. When we went to All Out of Chicago, you know, that was a great show. And 
you know, there's something about the AW fan base that is they're very passionate. So I think if you get a chance to go and you're vaccinated, you got your mask and everything, you know, and play it safe, I think it'd be a lot of fun. Well, everybody, we are going to wrap this show up for today. But here's what we have coming up, everybody. In a few moments, we are going to have the ratings for AEW Blood and Guts. Those will be up on my Twitter, at Brian Alvarez. Put the NXT uh, ratings up late yesterday, but they're up there right now. We'll do the uh, the viewers in the demo. That's coming up in a moment. Later on today, myself and Vinny will be recapping AEW and NXT in full detail. If you want all the details on all the matches that's coming up tonight, we'll spend 90 minutes talking about AEW and NXT as well as the ratings for both shows. And then tomorrow, Wrestling Observer Live, Lance Storm. We'll have uh, Dave Meltzer show on uh, Saturday and a bunch of other stuff as well. So lots of great stuff coming up. And Jim, I want to thank you very much for doing the show today. Glad you had a great time last night, and, and hopefully we'll hear you back on Sports Byline more often. Absolutely. Looking forward to it. And, of course, thanks, Mike, as always, callers and listeners, everybody in the studio, most of you Twitch homies here today. We'll talk to you again next time, Wrestling Observer Live. And we're going to talk for one more minute, everybody. Absolutely. Because that's what I do here on this program. You know what Mike, we should do? We should actually yes. send a little tribute to Jim's wife, who has been a big hero in all of this. And, has Jim, obviously the time was great for you. Has she been having a great time as well, too? She did have a good time. My wife is the best. We also had a bunch of other wives there. Scott Fishman's wife, Ashley, the wrestling reporter's wife, she was there. They were great, great sports. I mean, blood and guts. Who doesn't want that? As a matter of fact, yesterday was the Fishman's anniversary, so <laughs> apparently nine years you get blood and guts. Dude, it sounds yeah. like we got an anniversary party going on right now, buddy. Is. All right. Well, now, everybody, now I hear the music. So as a professional who gave you a one-minute overrun, I am wrapping it up here today. Thank you all for listening. Mike, as always, callers and listeners, the voice of God, Dom. We'll talk to you next time, Wrestling Observer Live.